So that's it. So we'll start out learning a little bit about you. We'll go into some of our regular segments. I got dog hair all over. I did my best mm. for you. I know I'm you did. Covered it. Look at each other. I know. And uh, then we like just Kenny start Rogers pulling things out of the hat, <laughs> and then whatever comes up, that's the topic we discuss. So we Great. have no idea what we're going to talk. About. Great. Awesome. Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. And we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. So that's us in a nutshell. I don't know how many people we've got. I know we're over 100 on the Facebook. Oh, good. Where are we on the twat machine? I think we went down. Twat, oh. twat machine. You guys making twats down here? Well, that's that thing where people have 20 characters or something. <laughs> oh, the twatter. Twitter started with 20 characters. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh. <laughs> I what? Oops. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is racist politician. <laughs> 75. All right, what were we at? 76. Somebody unfollowed us? We lost a follower. I need to do a better job on Twitter. I'm sorry, guys. That's me. I said I, I, said I would drive myself. the Twitter initiative, and I haven't. I really don't. I, I have I have a Twitter account with my face on it, and after I set it up, I never logged in again. So there you go. That's where I'm at. I used to use it when I worked at the radio station. They made me have one. Yeah. And I, after I left, I I seriously, if I log on once a month. Yeah. S- SWE made us have one. Did they? Yeah. That was a Chris Hansen initiative. Chris literally created it. Gave me the password and said, "Here, you have a Twitter now." Well, to be fair, Jeff Briggs wanted what you guys you on LinkedIn because no, because you know it was a business. <laughs> so, it's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design Some people say it's even harder to find Well then there must be some magic clue Inside these gems Hello once again, aloha to our friends in Hawaii I think we have one there It is the Ross Family Matters podcast We're up to episode 32 32 A lot of famous 32s out there Any that come to mind? OJ There you go <laughs> He knew how to slash. Vic the Stick Ross is to my left. I'm, by the way, I'm Hotshot Scott Williams. Jack Spade, right directly across from me. And our very special guest, the guy, we, believe it or not, man, I've known you for like almost 20 years. Oh, Isn't about 20. Crazy? About 20, yeah. Shooter Scott Marciano, uh, probably one of the actual realistically toughest wrestlers we know because he could actually tie you up and probably hurt you. I have, I have a few skills uh, under my belt, but uh, I would never do such a thing to you fine gentlemen, of course. Well, that's good, because I'm brittle now. I'm you finally got to do it. I'll <laughs> fuck you up. <laughs> so, let's, before we get into our regular stuff, let's talk about a little bit how we met. So, we were, at one point, running a promotion called uh, Rebels of Wrestling. Yes, Myself, Rebels. Brian, yes. Vic was part of that. Yes. And we met you through um, Adrian Saran. That's right. I well, uh, my story starts um, right out of high school. Um, I was 20 years old, and uh, you know I was uh, I was always a, a folk style wrestler, freestyle in high school. So I wanted to continue off that. So I started learning uh, MMA, judo, and jujitsu mostly. Um, and I trained with Serrano. I started training with Serrano in about 2000 for that. And uh, 
one day he gets an offer, I, th I believe it's from Carmine, mm -hmm. and uh, he goes, hey, we got some uh, some ideas for you if you ever want to do professional wrestling. Um, he's like, yeah, 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 I'll think about it. And uh, this was at a practice, by the way, like a Saturday afternoon pra uh, MMA practice. And he comes back to the mat and he goes, hey, I was uh, the local wrestling promoter, uh, Carmine Despirito, uh, just offered me some wrestling pro, you know, he's like laughing about it. So a little, doing a little wrestling uh, promotion, uh, he offered me a spot. I'm like, what? I'm like, what, are you serious? And he, yeah, I was like, if you go, you have to take me. You ha like, this is where, you know, this is all what I've always wanted to become, this professional wrestler. You, you got to take me, Adrian. He's like, ah, whatever. And a couple weeks later, he's like, okay, I'm doing it. Let's go. I'm like, oh, yes. Amazing. So we go and we get trained. And, uh, well, we have some training uh, here and there um, with uh, the group of guys. And um, it was actually me, Serrano, and if you guys remember, Shooter Matt. I do. Matt Morin. Yeah, we... Uh, I remembered there was another guy. I didn't remember his name. Yeah, Matt, Matt Morin. My old uh, best friend from high school, um, actually. We, you know, we watched pro wrestling together a lot. Um, but he wasn't quite as into it as I was because this was like my childhood dream since I was five and um, so we we got a little training in and then um, I don't remember how it was probably through Serrano again it had to have been uh, we got in contact with you guys and Brian said well um, you know I never heard of you guys I'm like hey well let me just show you some stuff because me and Matt had practiced some like a whole match together of course no theory no you know it was total nonsense no story whatever we're just practicing moves so he lets us get in there, we bounce around, and I'll never, never forget, I called clothesline, I remember it. I whipped him off, I called clothesline, I threw the clothesline, he also throws a clothesline, and we hook arms, and we look at each other like, uh, 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 <laughs> like, now what? And somebody yells, keep going, and then I think I kicked him or something, and I was like, okay, well, we're done for. He goes, okay, you guys are on, I'm like, oh, yes, amazing, so, oh, uh, that was, uh, that was basically the first time I got to know Brian and you guys, and uh, I was booked right away. And I, you know, I owe, I owe you guys big time because that's my you know, my first real sure. promotion ever that I was booked for, and I I still appreciate it very much. Well, I think if I remember, and Brian could fill in the gaps. The way we got hooked up with Adrian too was, a we had a training center, like we had a place to, where our ring was, people could right, come and use it. Yellow Rose, wasn't it? Well, that's where our our building was. That's the we actually okay. in West Dallas had our ring stored in an old, basically upstairs area, so oh. anybody could come in. So what happened was, Frank DeFalco and Brian got along decently, so Frank would use it to train some of his students, ah. and he introduced us to Adrian, because he was working trying to get in with Carmine, and he's like, well. Let's have them work somewhere else first. That was same ah. same reason why we had Kurt for a couple shows. Gotcha. Because he was being trained. So yeah. that's how we met Adrian, and then through him is how we met. Him. Okay. So, cool. You, you have any real good Adrian Serrano stories? Oh sure. That you can tell. Uh, yeah, I have one. I have one very good one. That's um, some people know, but um, well, he's uh, he's the head bouncer at on the border, of mm -hmm. course. Every, pretty much everybody knows. Um, and there was one time when these big hotshot salesmen came in. Uh, you know, nice suit and ties, uh, you know, if they're throwing money around, they're slapping the girls' asses, they're doing whatever they want, they're getting completely wasted and being disrespectful, and Adrian has to come to him and goes, hey guys, I appreciate the, the business and all, but you got to tone it down, and this one, uh, the basically, I don't know if you want to call him the leader or the drunkest 
But uh, he goes, oh, whatever, man, fuck off. I don't. Uh. So Adrian goes, oh, okay. Uh, so Adrian reaches under the table and grabs his tie and yanks on it as hard as he can. His head, his head hits the table, and he looks back up at Adrian, and his eyes roll back, and he passes out, and he's out for the rest of the night. And he looks around at the rest of the guys like, you guys want to calm it down now? They're like, oh, oh, oh gee, oh, okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> turned into Asian business. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I will tell you what was always interesting about Adrian is, um, and I guess you have to when you have that kind of training, right? Because like, he could legitimately kill a guy if he wanted to. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to be able to, to keep it in check when you need to. You of know, course. He, but when you need to, like, show a little bit of force, it's nice to be able to do that. But, That's right. I mean, there's plenty of times, especially working at that place, where he just probably wanted to kill somebody. But he <laughs> especially knew at that place, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the general first thing I had to learn with professional wrestling. Where, you know, I I got this the skill set and all, you know, the the experience and everything. But we're not in there to kill it, you know, kill each other. We're there to put on that show and uh, you know do it do it right. So I, I remember I was working just in practice. Uh, some some younger kid up north. Uh, just a, like a, a morning Sunday morning camp, and I did the arm ringer, and I kind of yanked on his arm a bit, and um, just because I wasn't thinking, I was like, just nervous. I'm like, I want to, oh, I can't believe I'm up here. I'm doing this, and I yanked on his arm, and he punched me right in my mouth. I'm like, oh my, like what the? I get in his face. I'm like, dude, you yanked on my arm. I'm like, oh, oh I did. Oh, shit. Uh, sorry. Like, I really did. And that was the first time where I was like, okay. I really have to watch what I'm doing because if I'm not thinking about it, I could like snap a guy's shoulder right. or whatever. So um, that's all. That was always my the very first lesson I tried to learn is uh, take you know take care of each other because if I don't uh, and I crank on something, I'm, I might have it in a little deeper or something than I thought. So sure. Well, I remember your first appearance in the Rebels ring, right? And I was terrified because it was you. And Matt and Adrian, yeah. they were cutting a promo. Adrian was cutting a promo talking about, you know, being a trained martial artist and going to try his hand at wrestling. And I had to come out to confront him. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time, like, I, the, the idea was I was going to run down, you know, MMA. And I think I called it fake scripted shoot fighting. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, just to kind of play on the... Right. But it was supposed to end with Adrian putting me in an arm bar. Yeah. And that whole time when I'm back there, I was never really afraid to get in a ring yeah. with a wrestler, right? Yeah. I'm like, you know, he could, like, break my arm. Yeah. Like, it could happen tonight. <laughs> so I was a little bit concerned. Thankfully, my arm didn't get broken. Well, that's so good. I was, I was happy. But, yeah, that yeah. was the first my first interaction in an actual squared circle with any of you guys. Yeah, sure, sure. I, re I think I remember that promo a little bit. He goes, I think, didn't you get out of the ring or something first? And you were starting to yell at him, talk shit to him. He's like, hey, you, you, wait, what's his name? They're like, Scott. He's like, what, what's his name? Fat Boy, what's his name? Uh -huh. They're like, no, his name is Scott. He's like, okay, well, you told Fat Boy to get back in here. Like, he, like, couldn't hear, like, or just couldn't I think remember he was your confused name. because you were Scott. So, like, maybe, so maybe. Like, that, wait, yeah, maybe I know you're it. Scott, but, <laughs> yeah, no, that was fun. And then we had another interaction in a battle royal at New Berlin High School, which was fun. But do you remember your first match, like, in the ring that counted, do you remember who you worked? Do you remember uh, where that was? Yeah, I think it was a tag match, and I think it was at the Yellow Rose, and I'm, I'm certain that um, it was. Uh, oh, I can't. I can never remember his name. He's um, he's an Armani guy from way back then. He 
Um, did like the green mist sometimes, a white guy, black hair, uh, Rogue, Ryan Rogue. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Rogue. Yeah. Rogue did the mist? Yeah. He did every now and then. Not, not back then. Calling not, anybody a liar. Not back then, but I did see him do it uh, probably two Ryan Rogue was fun. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he was a good guy, and uh, I, I screwed up a little bit here and there, but he was uh, he was always super nice to me. Like, hey, look, this is what you did You know, later on. He's like, you know, this is what what you did. You should have been. You should have done this way. And that was cool. I couldn't remember his tag partner at all. Um, it might have. No, like, I think I worked Steve Stone later, uh, a few shows later. But yeah. I know for sure Ryan Rogue was in there. Well, and the other thing about Ryan Rogue, for those who don't know, he also became a crossover TV star as he ended up uh, in an episode of Bar Rescue. Uh, yeah, I did. I saw him in, on that. And uh, and another legitimate badass of the sport. Was he? Ryan Rogue? Yeah. Rogue House. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Good stuff. Um, so from there, I remember, if I'm trying to remember your lineage, because there was a period of time, maybe two years, that I completely unplugged from wrestling. Sure. Um, and I came back in a ring announcer capacity, then some ring announcing wrestling again, and yada, yada, yada. But I, I feel like there was a period of time where you were out of the sport for a while. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I was always juggling um, uh, work and school. Uh, I went to I went to college full-time for uh, a few years. Um, so I think I think from 2000 till about 2006, I was just non, pretty much nonstop. And then between 06 and 08, I was uh, I, I had zero bookings. And then Kurt booked me like 08, 2009. And I actually took another short break, and I come back here and there. Right. And then just recently, uh, let's see, it would have been four years ago now, I came back and took a lot, a lot of bookings. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, that feels promotions. right, because 2014, I remember seeing you at a, at a BCW show. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, it was great to see you back. So, yeah. And now you're back on a semi-regular basis. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, right now, I'm on, kind of on a down slope. I, um, like, BCW had this whole, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, reset or a, like, uh, uh, like a reshuffle? reshuffling, that's what you call it, reshuffling of the roster. I got caught up in something. I don't know what, what happened. Like, he's got s- some wrestlers have some heat. I have no idea what it's about. But I talked to him later. I'm like, hey, look, um, really, like, the festival time of year is my favorite time of year to do pro wrestling. Like, not only that, but um, at uh, you guys just did the Franklin show, uh, which is right down the street from me. And half my family, who is, like, my mother's side of the family is, is huge. Like, I have eight uncles on that side of the family, and they all, pretty much all live in that town. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, could, I could bring a lot of people to the show, especially Franklin and Oak Creek. Uh, and I don't know why I was unbooked, but I hope I'm booked soon. He's like, oh, um, he didn't really say much uh, because I, I, well, I really talked to Matt, and he's like, yeah, sorry, we'll have you ne- next month. And, uh, you know, not much communication has been done right now, but, um, you know, I do hope I am booked uh, in, in the August uh, shows and in the, the festival shows. Yeah, that would so, be, that would be uh, awesome. Yeah. And I guess I'm going to lead into this, and I, you don't have to get specific about specific people or, or promos, but to me, my least favorite part of this business is the politics that people <laughs> get caught up in, sometimes yeah. through no fault or effort of their own, right? It's right, and it's it could be the pettiest thing, like, oh, the, this tag team for this promotion does our tag team's move, 
So now, therefore, everybody from this whole promotion or this side of the Wisconsin is not booked down here for us. It's like, I don't, under, I don't understand that. I, I've always, like, I don't mean to rip on anybody, but the way I see it, it's always, it, it always seems like a high school, teenage high school drama. And that's kind of why I got out of it in 06 was like, well, he said this and this person, I don't like this person or that person. Next time we see this person, we're going to kick his ass. And, um, you know, I'm on the sidelines listening to this stuff, and I'm just thinking, like, this, like, is this really how it is? Like, I can't believe it. And I just needed to, well, I, besides that, I needed to focus on graduating, which I did, um, so that, you know, it was just the right time to take a break. Yeah, absolutely. So, you got anything else before we lead into, segue into what you've been got no, going I, on? I'm all right. That was a nice little intro. All right, so this segment is called "What You've Been Got Going On." What you've been got going on, and I'm going to lead right into it. You can. This is the time now. Remember, this episode will probably air towards the end of July. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to talk about anything you've got coming up in end of July or into August or September okay. that you'd like to, okay, um, just anything in general or anything, anything in, general, in general. It could be just something that's a personal cool thing you're doing, or yeah, it could be yeah. wrestling related. Well, I'll start with start the wrestling stuff, which is uh, not much, but. Um, uh, right now, I'm working for Kurt for ICW. Mm-hmm. I have uh, right now. I have no confirmed bookings for BCW, but I do believe that I'll get the call because um, it usually does happen. And besides, they have no reason to have heat, heat with me, and nor do I with them. Right. So, and to be fair, just to be fair, I don't think there's even a lot of heat. I think that there's a there's a stage right now where he's trying to flesh out some of his students, uh-huh. and see what's going to stick and what's not. Sure. So That's fine. I mean, uh, my hope is that it's just one of those things where uh, they're... It sounds like it's just a one-month type of thing yeah. for me, specifically. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, I the other day I just talked to uh, Kurt, Dysfunction, and um, he asked me if I wanted to go down to Illinois uh, for a promotion. I, he didn't tell me the name of the promotion, but uh, it's just going to be me and Derek and nice, easy little... Match, nice, oh, fun little tr- uh, short road trip, uh, maybe two hours away. I, I don't know the promotion's name, but I do know that the, the uh, there's this kid that works there. He's a big kid, and he's got like a, a curly afro, and he wears suspenders. You guys know who I'm talking about at all? Is that you for Julian? No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Not, no. Maybe. No idea. Uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, he, he's kind of new you know what i feel like i've seen the picture the kid's got blonde hair right yeah and he, he wears a dress shirt and suspenders that's and a right necktie and he did work uh, and he did work st holmes i've seen the picture yeah I same tell you what the guy's name is but i have seen yeah. the picture yeah and st holmes just said yeah he's a good kid and it's about all i mean he's obviously very green brand new so whatever so let me ask you this without going kind of back uh, Without sounding too cliche, I like to ask guys who've been doing this well. Who, of all the people, because Derek's a great dude, right? Mm-hmm, of course. Um, who's your favorite opponent? Like, if you could pick one, going all the way back. Favorite opponent. Oh boy, <laughs> that's that's pretty it's tough. Tough, isn't it? My yeah. favorite opponent. Um, well, lately I've really liked working Aesop Mitchell, David. Yeah. Like he's uh, him. And I have become. A little, little closer lately, just because we talk a lot about just other things. Like, we joke around a lot. We talk about uh, Netflix shows that we each like, that, um, like the uh, the show uh, Comedians in Cars oh, yeah, Having yeah. Coffee. Like, we, we were just talking back and forth about how cool that show is because you get in this rare car with this celebrity, a comedian, yeah. and you're talking to Jerry Seinfeld, and you're just bantering back and forth about stories. 
And that's like half the fun of pro wrestling is going on those road trips and talking about your stories on the on the way. Like so, and we 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 talk about that that stuff, and we talk about like our we just make up our own stuff. It, yeah. So I. I guess lately, like it, w- it would be him for uh, nowadays. He's a really cool dude. Yeah, 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 and you know, I I really respect him too because when he first started, man, it was a little rough. Like he would no sell some things and not realize it. He would be too fast, you know, just like anybody else. And I I, I would try to teach him and be like, you know, this this is what I didn't like about our match. Oh, actually, in our first match ever, which I, I he was probably it was probably his third or fourth match ever maybe more yeah, i don't know yeah. i don't know but our first match ever um he's in control because he's the heel and he's got me in a front face lock and he's like flailing around because he's, he's not really sure what he's doing and he pokes me in the eye i'm like oh shit okay here and like takes out my contact and everything I, I can't see so i just start chopping away i start chopping away chest chest i'm like ah oh, fuck it i chopped him right in the mouth chopped right in the mouth and he starts bleeding and he's like oh god i'm like Sorry, buddy. Slow down. I suplex him a bunch of times. So, <laughs> but um, after that, uh, a thousand times better, and that's why I respect him because he worked on it and became better quickly, and uh, that's that earned that's earned my respect tremendously. So very cool. Hey, what you been got going on, Jack Spade? What I've been got going on? Let's see. Uh, got RCCW. Yeah. Uh, coming up in August, I think that's the anniversary. I'm not sure if that's the anniversary show. Do you know? I believe it is. Okay, I, they got Mr. Uh, Mr. Anderson coming in mm-hmm. for that one. Cool. So he's just walking over. You just walk. Kinda, over. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be good. Uh, knees at about sixty-three percent. So it's at um, its full capacity it ever was. Yeah. <laughs> it's way better than it ever was. Uh, the white underwear experiment is failing. Yeah. Horribly. Oh. Uh, Told you. Yeah. Uh, catch shooter Scott. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can imagine what it's about, but I'm not well, gonna. No, see, I gave assume. up. You know, I've been married now for you know a little over a year, so I okay. gave up on being an attractive man anymore. <laughs> so I bought uh, white under white briefs. Sure. Because uh, they were on clearance at Target. Of course. Uh, and, you know, it was, it was a good deal. It was like $7 for like six pairs of underwear. <laughs> oh, so, wow. So you don't, I mean, you pay for that quality. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you forget why. You yeah. You forget why you don't wear white underwear. Right. Why don't you wear white underwear, Lane? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like in your house... <laughs> The white underwear become multicolored. <laughs> so you always know exactly how to put them on. Yellow in the front, brown in the back. <laughs> and then you can reverse it for a couple extra days. <laughs> so, so you guys mean he tie-dyed his stuff? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> sort that, of. Yeah. Sort, okay. But only natural uh, Natural dyes. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. So that's what I've been got going on. Well, there's, don't forget what the other thing that... Hey, man, we, this is probably the only thing I got going on. Well, let's, so let me... Spoil it. Why, why don't we just go over to you first? Okay. Uh, what I got going on because of a surgery at work still is the Ross Family Barbecue, August 12th. And that is really sadly it until September. Alright. August 12th. I've got, at the end of this month, uh, Leg- Facebook Legacy Show. Oh, and I've got a BCW got show. Going. And we've got BCW at State Fair on the oh, first Thursday of State right. Fair. State yeah. I stand corrected. I will be at that Legacy Show. Oh, there you go. Uh, and then I don't know if this will air in time. I got ACW on the 21st in Kimberly, but 
we may be beyond the window. So if you missed that, catch us on that first Friday of August, which is August 3rd, back at our regular haunted Oshkosh. So I got back-to-backs. I got State Fair on Thursday for BCW, and I've got uh, ACW in Oshkosh. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. And I got to do a better job twatting our, our, our stuff. Twatting on the twatters. Twatting yep. on the yeah. twatters. We got to get to the twatter because uh, we have crossed 100 or likes on Facebook, right? Yeah. Yep. But we don't have a hundred followers on Twitter. And if you guys want the special video, yep, that we're gonna make, that we're gonna make for you, yep. just for you, we gotta get to a hundred on the Twitters as well. Yeah! Let me ask you a question: How many how many followers do we have right now? Seventy five. How many did we have last show? Seventy six. We're okay. coming for you, unfollower. Who unfollowed us? I want Who did we piss off in the last two weeks? That would have unfollowed. <laughs> You're going to have to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Hi, yeah. Hey, everybody. This is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. This is a different commercial. Ha! You've been hearing the same one forever. Listen, don't listen to the Ross Family Podcast. Don't listen to them. They have had me trapped downstairs for a long time and they won't let me eat. Don't listen to them. Don't! <laughs> All right, so that's that. And now, before we get to the hat, we you're our first-time guest here. Like, yes. Some people have been on multiple times, so they don't have to be subjected to the same question more than once. But we're going to lay out a disclaimer. Nobody here on this side of the table is gay. Okay. If we were, there'd be nothing wrong with that. Of course. But we're not gay. One of the uh, topics we got once on an earlier show is who you gay for. Mm-hmm. So we had to all tell who yours is Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. I, yeah. I found out Matthew McConaughey yeah. has a house uh-huh. in Lake Geneva. Ah, that go. sounds right. I think I've heard that as well. So, so if you ever are kind of teetering, you know where to just, find it. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> knock on every door in Lake Geneva. Oh, right, there's only like six, right? With well, my asshole be... held wide open. Yikes! <laughs> just held wide open. Yikes! <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, right? Ryan Reynolds, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, you I would, know. I'm a Timberlake guy if I were going to be. So if you were. Sure, if I were, which I'm not. Right. Not that there's not anything, anything wrong, wrong with course. it. Of course. But I do love women. But <laughs> if I were guys people who make me laugh are it's always a turn on. So I gotta go with my guy Paul Rudd. Okay. That's oh, a good that's choice. Good looking fellow. Yeah, I can see that. I yeah. just, just saw Ant Man yesterday. Amen. Yes. Was, so, it? was it good? Uh, it was it was decent. Yeah. It was decent. I won't do any spoilers. Would you say that your second favorite Paul Rudd movie is Overnight Delivery with Reese Witherspoon? I feel like I've never heard of that movie. In what? <laughs> Have you heard of this? No, I've never heard of Overnight Delivery. Oh, okay. you, no, no idea. No All right. idea. Look it up. It also stars Christine Taylor, who was Marsha Brady. Oh, and okay, yeah, Brady Ben Stiller's wife. Ben Stiller's yep. wife, yeah. Really oh, good hot. flick. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's hot. A, uh, a Paul Rudd movie that I just watched, which um, I realize it's 
not exactly a new one, but it's on Netflix now. Uh, it's called uh, Wet Hot American Summer. That's a good one, too. That one was so dumb and funny that I loved it. So uh, It was written by the guys who were responsible for the state, also Reno yes, 911. I so. just, in fact, I just ordered the complete series of the state on DVD. It's okay. on its way now. Because of I, I started watching that same group with yeah. uh, uh, Michael Ian Black and those guys. Right, like, right. Paul so. Rudd made a movie that I wanted to punch him square in the face. Oh, with. really? Oh. What was that? I Love You Man with Jason Siegel. Oh, yeah, right. Because they love Rush in it. Oh, right. And I didn't know that they love Rush until all of the Rush happened. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot. We Everybody knows you hate Rush. Yeah. But if you had to pick... One Rush song that wouldn't make you want to kill yourself. Yeah. What would it be? Um, you know, you remember in the back in the day when you'd put a record on and then you'd drop the needle and you'd hear that hiss? Yeah. Yeah, everything leading up to that first song. That's my favorite oh, Rush yeah. song. Oh, so you wouldn't man. pick Limelight or Subdivision? No! The I don't tree. like any of it. Especially not that tree song. 2112? Tom Sawyer. Stop it. Red Bull Rush is gay. <laughs> and not in the homosexual sense. Not, not that right. in the it's okay type of way. In the right. I was a kid in the 80s and we grew up calling things that we didn't like gay sense. That that sense. <laughs> yeah, like I, I've heard this explanation before that I really liked. It's um, it's not that I have, of course, I don't have problems with gay people. You do what you want. But I'm just comparing it to two dudes fucking each other. That's, <laughs> a, that's all I'm saying. Free will? No. I'm going to find... There's got to be a song. There is not. There isn't. Because they're all sang by Getty Lee. What about the instrumental? Yes. What about the... Yes. It's an instrumental. Right. Well, I'll have to check that out. It's just Neil Peart doing his shit. (laughs) And the other guy... Alex Lifeson. Yes. Alex Lifeson. Alex Lifeson, the drummer, correct? No, No, Neil Neil Peart's the drummer. drummer. Alex Lifeson is the guitarist. Okay. Getty Lee is on the bass yeah. and doing the and sweet folks. Yeah, he's not doing any sweet folks. Okay? <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing bullshit caterwaul. Well, to absolutely have your back, Vic, I remember in high school I hated Rush. Hated. And then I stopped even thinking about them altogether. Yeah. I just pretended they are not. You. And then I saw on South Park that they were making fun of them and I laughed. Would you, I'll have uh, to look at Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Just in a hypothetical situation, would yeah. you listen to a Rush album or blow Polly Shore? Oh, <laughs> man. Oh. <laughs> I will choose free will. Let me ask you a question. Back in the, uh, back in that, uh, that army movie that he made with Andy Dick. Yeah, yeah. You know in the army talking? now. Yeah, in the army now. Yeah. Do you think he, uh, think he fucked Lori Petty? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that case, I'm gonna listen to the Rush song. <laughs> well, I think he fucked Lori Petty if he's in the Dudes. Do you think he fucked Andy Dick? <laughs> yes. Then I'm definitely gonna listen to the Rush song. Because <laughs> you're gonna catch something. Either way, I'm gonna catch something. All right. Did you get it? Yeah, I got. Oh, I got it. So you, as our guest, get to pick the first topic of the actual. Just don't look into the hat because yeah, they all stick together. They're post-it notes. Why did they all stick together? Because they're, they're, they're post-it notes. I feel there's another nobody okay. jerks off yeah that's not what i was saying jesus <laughs> oh sorry man. weird why would you ever think <laughs> and if you can't read my writing it's cool all I'll right mine know. says guarantee bank we got this uh, that's oh, the oh yeah. oh Can you more morty stories oh okay so are you familiar with morty i only know who he is i never met him okay. never worked for him i know so what have you heard i know that um 
I know the impressions of him. Oh yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is good. Oh, I'll shoot Sky. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll book you. I'll shoot you to the moon, man. Uh, you, you'll be the best one here. Just come and work for me. That's that's all I've heard. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Marty. Uh, the positive piece first before we get into the fun stories. Just about at one point in like say 2003, right? 2004. Anybody who was remotely successful on the indie circuit in Wisconsin worked for Morty at least once or twice. Mm, mm. So it wasn't a matter of getting people to work for him. It was a matter of keeping people working for him. I see. But, you know, uh, Ken Anderson, uh, Adrian Lynch, who was a bigger name at the time. Sure. I get it. No, I, know, I get I it. Calm down. Yeah. Uh, Matt Winchester. Yeah. Uh, who actually was Alvato. Matt Winchester was actually working for Morty when he got his teeth knocked out by Matt Mahler. Yeah. So, I mean, if it was a who's who, uh, Ken Kruger, was it Kevin, Kevin Kruger? Remember Matt Longtime's partner up in the day? Matt Longtime. Um, the, hang, the Texas Hangmen yep. even did some. Oh, yeah. Like, so, I mean, anybody, JP, oh, you know, Sunny Beach. But That's Sunny Beach. Anyway, the list goes on and on. But, so, people had worked for him. Um, he ran a lot of shows. I think he overran, like, he ran shows every week in different parts of the central, middle part of the yeah. city, but still, every week. Um, didn't really do the promotion side of didn't things. Didn't do any pub, yeah. Okay. So it wasn't uncommon to have a show in front of ten people. Yeah. I mean... It happens. Truth be told, um, one of them was usually googly eye. He was usually in the front row. <laughs> Holding um, a rubber chicken for some reason. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my favorite Morty story took place at the Miramar Theater. Okay. And there was a thing where Mike Thompson, uh, Morty, Mike Thompson, would have his wife, Robin, help him tie his boots. Because he wasn't very nimble at that time. Athletic. Or, very rolly. Yeah, yeah. Right? So bending down to tie his boots could be challenging. Sure. So what would happen is she would, you know, help tie his boots, blah, blah, blah. And in a joke word, and people would say, Robin, Robin, come tie my boots. Robin, help yeah, me with my boots. Yeah. So anyway... It's before a show, and he decides he needs to climb over. And the Miramar Theater has theater seating. Uh-huh. Okay, it's like a theater. Right? Uh, yeah. So he decides he, he needs to climb that. over this, the chair, the, the seat of ropes, to go to the row behind him instead of walking around. As he steps down, the chair closes on his ankle. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay? Yeah. No big deal. Honestly, if you just pull the seat down, you pull your ankle out, you're fine. But he goes in complete <laughs> panic mode. Oh, <laughs> And it's a bear trap. Yeah, yeah like oh, a bear trap. I want to see this. And he's oh. like, Robin, Robin, you got to help me, Robin. Robin, I'm going to lose my goddamn leg. I'm going to lose my goddamn <laughs> lose leg. <laughs> and he's trying to pull it out without pushing the seat down. Like, I can't get my leg up. I can't get my leg up. Oh, jeez. So, As if they're going to cut his leg off. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> the only way we can save you is we got to lop it off at the knee at this point. Yeah, right. It's over with. <laughs> so to me, out of all the stories that are out there, that's, my face. That's great. And I didn't know whether to help him. I couldn't really go help him because I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> me, it was me, the punk, and Nick. Oh, the punk. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah. And we, we couldn't even like gather ourselves enough to go help him because it was yeah pretty fun. Oh man, that's great. I don't have like a, a quality Morty wrestling show story. Okay. But what I can tell you is two separate stories. One, you're on our. <laughs> I don't know if that was for me or for Morty. Uh, we were on our way back from a show, uh-huh. and I was with Sunny Beach. Oh, boy. <laughs> you remember Sunny Beach? Yes, yes. And we needed to stop at Morty's house 
to pick up a, a VHS tape. Okay. Okay. What? Of Sunny Beach matches. Oh. Because who wouldn't want I that? Thought maybe it was Tracy Lords. It was. <laughs> it was probably an entire show. Sunny Beach's greatest hits, by the way, um, is the number one bestseller for people who have trouble sleeping. Because <laughs> it just boom. Yeah. So anyway. As a group of guys was unloading the ring off of the trailer, Morty goes, Hey, Kevin, come in the house, Kevin. I got the tape. Unfortunately, I chose to follow Kevin in. Oh, no. Ever it, seen Night of a Thousand Corpses? Sure. Same house. It was, <laughs> Same house. It was like a rainforest of garbage. Oh, God. There was, I remember it was a, a, an elliptical machine. Yep. That had so many clothes on it, it almost looked like a tree. <laughs> and then, like, there were just piles of things. And then we were standing there for a minute. I will say this. The house didn't really smell. Yeah. But it didn't not smell. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. you follow me? I yes. guess. Right? Yeah. So we were standing there waiting for Morty to come back with the tape. And then all of a sudden we heard... Oh no, Grandpa! It was. What? Oh, he's under the clothes and boxes. He was in a recliner, yeah. but you couldn't tell because all the shit piled up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then my other Morty story: We were just at the Brewer game. Oh, you're take about, you want it? I was gonna tell. All right, you. then I'll let Lane do it. Sure. You correct me, because I don't have a whole lot. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. You were a little. You missed that window. Uh, but bit. Morty ran the first indie show I ever went to, which was at the Miramar. Okay. So. I got some real good enjoyment of going to that and being one of the four people in the crowd that watched that. Uh, he was running shows up at Skip's Ballroom. Mm, Stevens yep. Point. Yep. And I lived in Stevens Point. All right? So I hadn't gotten, I wasn't working a whole lot down in Milwaukee at that point, And I was like, oh, a show is coming up here. So I sent him an email, and I was like, hey, how's it going? I don't know if you remember me at all. I was a kid. I was 13 years old. I used to come to your shows. I would help you guys set up or whatever. Uh, I sent an email. I was like, hey, I got trained by Brian, right? Mm -hmm. And did some work with Angel Armani. Did some work, uh, a couple shows for Frank. Did, you know, and obviously I made a huge mistake right there because I said I did a couple shows for Frank. Oh, the <laughs> heat, yeah. Of and course, that's the shit I'm talking about. The minute I said that, got an email oh oh you work for frank that's okay frank's a good guy i love frank don't worry about anything like okay you know do whatever you want man just whatever cool come on down we'll check it out day of the show every tire on my trailer broke i just i don't know uh, it's just we can't make it up and uh ring can't make it i can't make it nobody's making it so right. the show's canceled Oof. was the so, show actually canceled there, there was no show okay. no there was no show right. uh so that was that story. Then it, did he did say to you when you said, "Hey, I'm sorry, you have four flat tires." He goes, four flat tires." <laughs> I said, "A flat tire." And since then, I've actually met him, and he's a good guy. He's a know? fine guy, and I have no issues with him whatsoever. Uh, but then, yes, we recently ran into him at a Brewer game. Uh -huh. Okay, so we were walking, looking for food, as okay. we are. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah. No. Uh, okay, fuck you. We were on, all right, that's we were on the hunt for nachos, all right? Uh, hey, so we were, finding, we were trying to find the sweet-ass nachos. So we were walking, and Mike is in a line for food. Uh, He's I, literally in line for food, right? Yeah. yeah. That's something surprise. you would expect at the brewery. Uh, well, of course. Okay. He, yeah. he turns and he sees, you know, Duffy. Uh-huh. Because he knows Duffy. 
Uh-huh. I don't know if he remembers me at all as a person, but he goes, oh, hey, guys, hey, guys, how's it going? And we shake hands and we're talking. He's like, yeah, everything's good since I retired. I'm doing the karaoke thing now. And, you know, there's rats in karaoke. She comes to every show. Oh, come on. Uh, I'm like, we all know why you're here, Janice. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, like get out of here. Oh, that's true. Uh, but, oh, man, and Nick oh. Fury, he's got a great voice. You Look at him. You wouldn't think he's got a great voice, but it's like velvet. It's amazing. No, not Nick Just, Fury. Oh, Nick Fury's got a great voice. Uh, and then we go, okay, guys, well, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming. And, like, we're talking... And then he just goes back to his seat. He was in line. <laughs> I, I actually apologized to him. I, apologized. I said, Mike, I'm sorry. The line got bigger behind you now, and you're going to wait even longer. He goes, oh, I'm not buying anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. And he just went back to his seat. Come on. That's how he decided to end out. That's, out. That's that was... like the most awkward person I've ever heard of. It he was... probably, probably went to like the line across the ballpark and waited in that one to get food. <laughs> I hope th- I hope they don't come over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. My, um, he had the possibility to be the place in here. He could he if he would have promoted better and not been as as wrapped up in the weird like he, he I think the biggest problem for him was he was legit just paranoid. He thought everybody was trying to fuck him. Uh sure. He thought everybody was trying to screw him over. And some people were but most people weren't. Especially those karaoke rats. Yeah, right. They're trying to get at them. Hey, do you remember we were playing cards at Brian's house one night with Armani? And Armani called Morgan. Oh, like, flushed the toilet? Yeah. No way. flushed the toilet. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he waited until he said hello, and then he flushed the toilet and hung up. Yes, uh, yes. A classic Armani to Morty rip. Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, he used to do that after every Morty show. He would wait, he'd figure out exactly what time he'd be getting home from the show. <laughs> exactly. And then he, you know, figuring, like, it takes an hour to take the ring down and blah, blah, blah. And then he'd call like 2.30 in the morning, and they would invariably answer instead of just letting it ring, and then he'd flush the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I guess, good. his review of the show. Yeah, yeah. So That's really good. Any All right. other Morty stories you guys? Uh, I think I'm good, man. Well, yeah, I mean, the other one ends up being a fat-ass Doug Dillon story, who I hope that fucking rapist piece of shit chokes on a Jesus sandwich someday. Christ. Really? I don't know yeah. him. Wow. Anyway. They're big sandwiches. But otherwise... <laughs> But otherwise, that's what I hear. That's what Harley Hellcat told me. Alright, let's see. Owner, let's see owner. Owner of the Southside Rodeo. D. D. Big D. Okay, so again, and we never know, because sometimes we'll have topics that make sense to you, and sometimes. Mm -hmm. The Southside Rodeo was a place, so for a while, uh, Vic Ross and Jack Spade and Prodigy were running shows. We're, we're running shows of, at different places. A couple times in Cudahy at that building where Kurt used to run over yeah. there. And uh, at the Southside Rodeo. Which is now yeah. a coffee place of some sort. Is yep. it? Is it? Okay. Yep. I, v- I vaguely remember the owner because I worked, obviously, I just in those shows I worked just as a wrestler. I wasn't well, part of the Let me ask you team. a question. Yes. Just, I'm going to posit you a question. Yeah. Did you ever wonder what Lorenzo Lamas would look like if he spent his entire adult life doing meth? Um, <laughs> n- not really, but yeah, I can picture it now. Yeah. yeah. That's what you get when you got the owner of the Southside Rodeo. Nice. Uh, I couldn't deal with it because he was a yeller. Yeah. Like, did he yell at you because he was angry? Or did no, he's he... just a, everything. He he's... yelled about everything. So it was Will Ferrell. Just, 
Like, everything was the end of the world. I don't know, uh, like, if you've had some real uh, crazy building promoters. Like, there are people who are yeller building promoters, like Sal, yeah. for instance. Yeah. But I like Sal. Yeah, Sal's a good team. Sal's, Sal's not team. always yelling. This guy was always yelling. So was he worse, and I don't know if you interacted with him, but remember when we did those, those two shows at Club 24 in Muskego? Was he like that I'd only did one of those shows, and I never met the owner of the. Oh, what a fuck stick! Anyway, go ahead. So I would always push him off directly in this direction. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, you ever need somebody yell that? Come to me, mama, <laughs> yelling motherfucker. Oh, nice. Because D and him spoke the same language. Ah, oh, right. Which right. was, hey, fuck you, okay, <laughs> fuck you, all right. Like. Yep. See, my favorite moments of that building was that was when me and JP were tagging up as Hot Stuff Hot Inc. Stuff Incorporated. Yeah. All right. So, All right. And we had our feather boas and our fluorescent oh, suits. God. Sure. The very first show we did in that building, the main event was Otherion yeah. versus uh, Chris Black versus Bucky. versus Bucky Collins. Okay. For the heavyweight yeah. title. Yeah. And Otherion gave Bucky Collins, he pulled a chair. They were wood chairs. Yeah from the crowd he pulled a chair out and he gave Bucky a sidewalk slam on the chair mm. on the outside of the ring and the chair just imploded just blah and we went oh fuck and we were like we're done here and this dude went and had a hey man we broke your fucking chair and he was like hey fuck you for breaking my chair and he's like here's 50 fucking dollars <laughs> the guy's like fuck you okay like, <laughs> I'll tell you what man so the reason we ended up in that building is because somebody ran a real shit show there. Okay. Okay. Do we know who? Uh, I uh, want to say uh, it was a Jeff Briggs experience. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And I went down to check it out, and it was awful. And when it was over, I went up to the bar, and I said, hey, man, I would you like to have real wrestling in here? And he's like, what do you mean? He and said, I, hey, fuck you, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said, this, this is yeah. shit, and no one's going to come here and pay for this. And he's like, well, what do you give me? I said, oh, I ain't going to give you nothing. I said, I want you to give me the building for free. Mm. Well, how do I make any fucking money? <laughs> I, well, you sell fucking drinks, dummy, that's how. And he's like, well, can I think about it? I said, yeah, think about it. He called me back. He's like, let's do it. <laughs> so then, also on that first show, after the chair implosion, we sold our after party to a different venue. Oh, yes. And he heard us puppet on the mic, yeah. and he came up to me. He's like, what the fuck, man? I got a bar right here. And I said, that guy's paying me money to take it over there. What are you going to pay me? Ah, uh, there you go. And he, he said, oh, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to give you any money, but I'll give you a quarter barrel, and I'll give you five pizzas for after the show. Mm. And I said, I'll tell you what, man. You got a deal. Uh-huh. And uh, I think we had one more show there, and we got shut oh, down. Three, I think I we did, did three, or three four there. there. I've worked three of them with JP. So, yeah. but the other thing that was cool about so here's the joke, which I'm just obviously tongue in cheek. So you said, "Hey, how would you like to have some real wrestling here?" And a guy goes, "I would." He goes, "Well, I can't provide that, but how about we do it?" <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> have you ever had any interesting uh, building owner? Building owner? No, not at all. Like I don't. I've never had to deal with building owners or any venue situations. Like, how about uh, crazy promoters? Crazy like, has there ever oh. worked a show where the promoter was like, "Oh, you guys, weird." You guys yes. see, you guys have a lot of these stories um, with guys <laughs> that I don't really know, like this last one and Morty. I'm not too familiar, but I don't think you guys are too familiar with uh, Chris Bassett. 
I don't we, know who that is. I know who Chris he is. Bassett on the Silas show? Is I that... know who Chris Bassett is because I remember him running in Green Bay when we were running. Was Rebels. he the Viper? I think it's the, the mask Cobra. Guy. The Cobra. The Cobra. The, it's the mask guy from the I Silas. I could have sworn Silas said he was called the Viper, but I might be mistaken for a morning was, guy. I remember yeah. he's the Cobra. Okay. Because uh, yeah. um, I used to go. <laughs> okay, the story is that um, uh, I was wrestling for you guys. Uh, for, um, and uh, my friend from high school heard that I was doing some pro wrestling, and he came and checked me out. Well, this friend is loud in pain. Oh, oh no. Is he okay now? Uh, I don't know. Which <laughs> I think he's out in the get. woods somewhere, right? Um, I, I know. I know what he's doing right now. We'll get, we'll get to there. But um, <laughs> he, come, he comes and watches me in um, one of my matches um, with, and, uh, at the Yellow Rose. And he watches me and Matt, and uh, loud in pain afterwards. He goes, "You know, you're you're pretty pretty decent. I'm, you know, I know you're just starting out, but why don't you come up north and train with me and uh, uh, the Cobra, Chris Bassett?" I'm like, "Okay, cool." So we went up up north, and uh, I met him. And the first first day that I met him, he's out. Um, he's got the ring set up in his backyard. He's out in his front yard in when uh, his leopard skin tighties. Like real tight, and his mask. He's sunbathing, and um, it's the first time I met him. I'm like, "Hi!" Just shake his hands. Like, "Oh, hey, brother, good to meet you. I heard, I heard you do some MMA." I'm like, "Yes, yes." Yeah. It's okay. And we start, you know. We, oh, and uh, the, the dynamic was always very interesting because um, he had this muscly blonde chick with him at all times. Not his his wife was uh, about his age, you know, the fifties or whatever. For uh, late 40s early 50s and uh super sweet lady um she helped out she um sewed all the a lot of the gear um but he was always messing around like kind of hanging out with this young blonde chick who's you know muscly and uh i was just always very odd because she was always around and the yeah. wife was always around and always like was like oh yeah this is just how we live and that's what silas said he said that the dynamic was weird that's right and sometimes the training Sessions would get just uh, it'll get a little out of hand. They would get heated because there was a um, there was a guy trilogy who um, he could be a dick, but he was also a pretty smart dude and he's usually right. But um, he would <laughs> him and a lot of the dudes hated his son who was, who did like this ninja gimmick and um, he's just kind of a, a weird dickish kid uh, who. For having a backyard, uh, uh, a ring in his backyard, and his dad apparently wrestled for WWF and uh, for whatever he got some squash matches or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. For having all that, he sure did suck, man. He, he was <laughs> just not good. Um, sure. But he was a jackass. He's the cockiest dude you'll ever meet. But whatever happened with them, his like the I don't remember his son's name, but he kicked him out of the house and he lived in like a barn or something. For several years and years, I don't know. There was like three years. He was just homeless and living in a barn or something. It's like shit. he was in that barn every day. He was like, I just know Dad's gonna come take me. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so uh, go, go throw uh, the plate uh, of food underneath the barn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After like day three, it's time to start looking for a job. I, I live here now, and it sucks. <laughs> Well, here's a question that's that's kind of an offshoot of that. I I've seen 
their training, and I think like ninjas really train really hard to be deadly. But when they decide to step into the world of independent wrestling, why do they suck so much? Because you can't kung fu. Because you're not sneaky. Where are you gonna hide? It's all spotlights, man. Ninjas are coming out. The yeah, dark. in the ring, man. Like I haven't been to an indie promotion where a ninja went over. That's no. all I can say. What about the AWA with Super Ninja Go? Well, that's not an indie promotion. And how come the ninjas uh, never took out a throwing star in this? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Even when I was, um, you know, I was just branching off. Uh, I was tagging with Serrano. Then we had this falling out storyline wise. Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing, you know, I was doing the super good guy stuff. Like I was like real tiny, young, athletic, all that. And they, he's, <laughs> he, he uh, had uh, his two ninjas like. Chase me down and we had, you know, beat me up. We had a match with the two ninjas and I beat them both. Right. I'm 150 pounds and I beat these two ninjas that are like a foot taller than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ninjas are ninjas. just so the shit. Some, <clears throat> yeah. Sounds like those ninjas were too big to ninja. Ah, that yeah, could be it. Yeah. Could be it. All right, who's next? Uh, you. Yeah, it's your it's your pull. While we're waiting for him to pull, how do you? Because uh, you did the martial arts thing, the mixed martial arts thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Krav Maga. Krav Maga. Yeah, are you a fan of it? You into it? Not at all. I mean, I don't dislike it, but I understand. Well, like, it's like a street, a smart street fighting. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. One of our our nemesis is, his name's Maru. <laughs> he's a wrestler. I know Maru. Uh, yeah. Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. Isaac. Yeah, he's a very big. Uh, he's been trained in MMA and, and other mixed martial arts. And, yeah. But he hates Krav Maga, and I okay. think he's foolish. We're so I must like Krav Maga. Well, there's. I mean, it's it's street fighting, and it's using your surroundings and uh, no holds barred, no groin punch in the groin, yeah. gouge the eyes, whatever it takes. Like right. I get that. And and he says it's heel MMA. And his take on it is, yeah. I would rather the yeah. broad get raped. That's what he, he said. He would rather get well. So from what I've heard. I don't want to rip on the dude. I don't know him. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Rip on him. Please. Why for, should this for, episode be any different? Yeah, I would uh, rip on him. Yeah. From what I what I've heard, um, <sighs> he doesn't exactly have like a PhD in anything. Yeah, drinking. Exactly. Oh, he's definitely got a pimp and hose degree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A player haters degree. He's practically the mayor of Poundtown. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I have been out um, with with Aesop afterwards and uh, AC Riley. We were out at uh, George Webb. We saw this. Oh, big baller! Oh yeah, man! Like we were rolling out the fives all night, but um, we st- our big, our giant waitress with about seven teeth in her mouth. She's actually Miss No. Hang on, yes. <laughs> uh, hang on, yes, yes. You've been to many George Webbs? Us, uh, a few. Okay. Sure. So I have an idea. I just need somebody to fund it for me. I, you know how they have these stores in the mall that are like Milwaukee centric? I don't have any money for you, Scott. No, just <laughs> the idea. Anyway. Okay, okay. <laughs> So I'm going to make a calendar and market it to these little mall kiosks, and it's going to be the women of George Webb. Oh, God, yes. Oh, and I'm going oh, to find God. the 12 worst women of George Webb's, and we're making a fucking calendar, and we're going to get rich. Everybody's going to say, what the fuck is that? You know what? I have to have it, though. Oh, i got to buy it from my buddy. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Get a gift. Oh, dude, do it. Do it. Yeah. Dude, April is Carol. She's 56. Mm-hmm. She's worked for Webs for 19 years. Oh, yeah. She's up to three packs a day. And, oh, and right. she right. figures if she works two more years, she can afford that iron lung. The iron lung? <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, I pulled JC Protégé. Ooh. The Prodigy. Yeah, we, we've already, we have a whole episode about it. We really do. But it, that keeps going back into the yeah, hat. Yeah, it does. Let's start off with who is that? 
Well, he owns this house, sort of. Well, okay. he, he did. He used to. He did. Uh, he used to. But he's he, dead now. Yeah, he passed away. Okay. So that's a rough time. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away in November of last year, December, November ish. November. And uh, he was the. So the reason you're here, kind of, is the show started with him as the fourth member. And it was the we four of us. Yeah, we didn't do guests. I see. And when he passed, the, <clears throat> we weren't going to replace him. So we now have a rotating sure. chair. Sure. So, so you guys are all friends then. You know, yes. Good relationship. Yeah, okay. Yes. Cool. Okay. So. Yeah. So uh, you guys dealing with it all right? That's not... It's not great. It's yeah. not ideal, but yeah. I still get up every day and go to work. All right. <laughs> still, huh. still seeing a guy about a thing? No, I'm not seeing a guy about it. Okay. We're all good. We're almost a year, right? Uh, getting getting there. close. Getting there, yeah. getting there, about four months. Real awkward. No, oh, I'm super into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Cool. Let's move on. Thanks. We love you, Jeb. Yeah. You big dummy. That was a good pull. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Can I get a, can I get a Noonan? A what? A Noonan. <laughs> <laughs> You look, like, you look like you're, like, guarding your popcorn. He's, I think he said a nooner, like, you know. No, a nooner. You don't know like what a nooner is? delight? Yeah. you never seen Caddyshack? Like a mulligan? No, a nooner. No, uh, yeah, I like a mulligan, sure. It's kind of a mulligan. Yeah, it is kind of a mulligan. But it's a nooner. We'll get there. I pulled something. I All right. Pulled. Yeah, what'd you get? Minnesota mm-hmm. versus Illinois versus Wisconsin Indy feds hating each other. Mm. Oh, okay, well... Being that you're getting more frequently booked in other places than us, <laughs> Scott. Okay, well that's in the past five years I've had two. Okay. Well, let's talk about let's talk about even within the state. Will you remember the the Green Bay versus Milwaukee feud that was going on for like six months? Mm. Or like when was that? Uh, like two years, two years ago. ago. Oh, two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yes, I do. WPW guys. Yeah. So, yes. And, yeah. Yes. So. Obviously, we've seen some of that even in our own state. But then there's the the Ill, even when we were doing rebels, we would bring a couple carloads up from Illinois sometimes. You know, Steve Stone, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was always this like Illinois is better than Wisconsin. Wisconsin's better than yeah, Illinois. yeah. Minnesota, are the elitist pricks. Like, well, we had fucking Vern Gagne, so we're better uh, than I am because y'all fucking fuck sticks. So therefore, we're all Vern Gagne. Yeah, 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 yeah. So have you noticed any any of those like? When you work people from other states, where maybe not even hating each other, where they say, "Yeah, this is different mm. than working Illinois. Is this different than working?" Because yeah. there are different styles, right? I mean, we could kind of all see it a little bit. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I see like a lot. Maybe this is uh, true all over the place, but um, I uh, a few years ago went uh, to the Southern Illinois with this and Mario and um, somebody else. Uh, and I don't know the Fed's name because they never told me. But um, uh, <laughs> even after you worked the show, yeah, I know, I don't know what it was. Welcome man. to wrestling. This is all, yeah. <laughs> it was like in a, in a um in a gymnasium, like a. Yeah. Uh, was Tracy Smothers on the show? <laughs> no. He seems to be booked on everything right, right. in Southern uh, Illinois. Oh shit! Who was? He must live there. There's an old. There's a guy who. Is like in the same class as like Corporal Robinson and those guys. Tough, too tough. Tony was there. Oh, too okay. tough. Tony yeah, was there, I and, he, him. and he recognized me. And um, uh, you know, we just said hi and stuff. And, and he was, 
during his match, he was serving shots to the fans because that's what they do down there, I guess. Uh, sure. Pouring uh, Jack Daniels. In, uh, I mean, you're 16, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, what I did notice out there, like me and um, this dude they put me with who did like this, the white rapper gimmick. Um, uh, but it's not, yeah. he wasn't as built as John Cena, so I don't know what he's really trying to... So he's trying to be like PG-13. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, thought it really was Jamie Dundee. It could have been. <laughs> but uh, he, was, he was an okay dude. Um, you know, he, uh, he seemed a little green, even though he said he worked for eight years. But um, we were working these... Uh, was, was his name J-Dog? <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, um, K-Money? It's, but it seemed like in that match, I was the only one who wanted to just keep it simple it being the first time we worked, um, and given the fact that these dudes wanted to go, all about this, we get in there, I get your arm, reverse, 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 I hit the ropes, reverse this, reverse that, run around. Like, no, how about I tie up, I snap marry you, I kick you in the back, and then you sell it for me, I pick you up, you snap marry me, you kick me in the back, I'm a heel, I don't like that, I tag out. How's that? They're like... Well, you know, we're just we're just used to uh, like uh, doing more stuff, bouncing around because we had these these Ring of Honor guys back, you know, and they they do that, so we want to do that. I'm like, no. you guys, like, look, man, like you just open yourselves up to to fuck up more. Like, just keep it simple. Once we get to know each other, maybe we can try jumping around and shit like that. So but. check this out. So when you started working, and it was around, obviously it was I know when it was because yeah. we were doing Rebels. Yeah. Everybody who was starting out, not everybody, because you weren't like. Wanted to be Stone Cold. Yeah. I want to be cheered, but I want to beat everybody up. Like, you're 98 pounds. Exactly. Dude, no, no, I'll just be this badass, and I'll just come, like... Yeah, I'll just be this badass, and I'll beat everybody up. Like, is that how you think it works? Right, because that's just not... That's what you see on TV. Everybody would say that. Everybody would say that. And And uh, that morphed into the Ring of Honor guy thing. Yeah, right. Right, that's where... Well, I mean, I, I always had... I mean, I always had my favorite. I wanted to be Dean Malenko, you know? Like, sure. I wanted to be the quiet but the most skilled dude out there, even though he's, like, shorter and everybody else, which I pretty much am. Uh, but he's, it's like, oh, you don't want to mess with that guy. I mean, he right. legit has the skills. Then, yeah. Like, that's who I wanted to be. But I didn't go around saying, well, I'm this the area's Dean Malenko, man. I'll, you know, I'll fuck you up. And I'll do it this way, and then I'll put the double chicken wings on you. Whatever, like... Yeah, and I know this isn't the topic, but the other thing that bothers me is when there's a guy, you know, I'm working a show, and I now, obviously, I'm just ring announcing now, and, but, you know, so I see it more, because when I was wrestling, I was worried about my match, but you see this guy, and you've never met him before, right? Mm-hmm. So you go over, you're like, hey, I just want to make sure you get all your stuff right, you know, and he'll have, like, 19 nicknames. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then I'll hear him talking to the DJ, and he's like, yeah, I need you to do this with this music, blah, blah, blah. And he's got all this laid out, and he goes in there, and he completely shits his pants in the ring. Right, right. Like, if you spent as much time on talking about the match, then you did giving me 19 nick- nicknames and changing yeah. your theme song three times. I don't know, maybe it would look better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I, I, I always like the guys who every move that he did had a name after himself. Yeah. I like, it, it's like, well, no, that's just a hurricanrana. It's not... It's, you know, the Mike Mercury runner. Or like, he didn't do that, but I'm just giving right, an example. Right, right, yeah. right. It's not like, the, it's not the Billy Corbin Corbinator. Yeah, no, right, right, the Corbinator, yeah. I think, uh, I think with the internet now, though, you kind of lose a lot of that territorial stuff that you get. I mean, still, clearly, the Chicago feds aren't booking people from Milwaukee 
that uh, consistent clip, right? That does that just doesn't happen. No, I mean Powell for a while, and I'm they're not a Chicago yeah. Fed per se. Yeah. But they were using the nice talent exchange with BCW. But there's also a lot of fucking wrestlers in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They got to get work too. There's a lot of wrestlers around here, and but I do like, and this is what I like about MKE, for example, Silas. Is yeah, born. sure. He brings in some guys from Ohio and some guys from Illinois that I've never seen work in this area. And he brings in his, his yeah. some standards, Mario and yeah. GQ. But it's nice to see different faces. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with guys like Joey Avalon. I love. I think Joey Avalon's the best worker in the state. Oh, sure. sure. I, I believe that. But it's nice to not to, 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 to see different faces and go... Oh, I've never, I haven't seen this guy in a while. Yeah, yeah, or just... He keeps it fresh, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And to see, like like you said, um, Joey Jett, to, to work those new faces, like... Yes. Like, wow. Guys he's never worked this before. New, this new match is really cool. Like, you know, because you, you work Dysfunction a thousand times, and then Jared Jags, or whoever. Like, we're, you know, we know each other well just because we work so often, but there's only so much we can do with one guy one-on-one. Right, and I've got to be honest. I'm a little biased because in my role now as being a full-time ring announcer, I have to see every match. No. Whereas, like, if you're in a match, you're not really watching other matches, right? Sure. So for me, like, you figure if I do four, five shows a month, I'm sitting through about 35 wrestling matches a month. Yeah. Times, you know, what, 400 a year. Yeah. So it's nice to see different things. Absolutely. You know, so that's, I mean, that's just kind of my, yeah. my take on it. So. Yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on the feuds? Uh, I love the family feud. Even with Steve mm. Harvey? Yeah. Who would you like better? Steve Harvey, Richard the Molester Dawson, yeah. Louis Anderson, yeah. the hack from Home Improvement, or the dude that offed himself? You forgot one, believe it or not. Who would I forget? Uh, Jay Peterman. Oh, that's right. Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. From Seinfeld. Did he say Richard Karn? I did. He did. He the said hack the hack from Home Improvement. <laughs> 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 uh, top three would be... Richard, let me hold the Teddy Dawson. Yeah, Richard. yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Harvey. Okay. And Ray Combs, who hung himself in a in the fucking closet. Wow, did he? Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah, but not while asking to hold a titty. Well, I I think he was just disappointed because his little uh, uh, cameo in Airplane didn't lead to something bigger. I did not know that. Hey, Is Steve Harvey cast, turning into Mr. Peanut? He's turning into Keenan Thompson. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what he's turning into. One of the richest motherfuckers exactly. around. No doubt about that. That dude's got 96 shows. And you know why? He does look like black Mr. Monopoly. It's because he embraced the Illuminati as his savior. Ah, oh, here we that's go. That's right. We're getting into the Illuminati. I'm just telling you. Uh, there's a correlation. Hey, Illuminati. My pride is for sale. <laughs> I got bills. And not to be confused with Illuminati. Uh, to answer That's your... That's a good gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it. Uh, answer... Italian Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> it's just I. 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 Illuminati. Yeah. Eyes yeah. for Ignatius. Uh, to answer your question, I don't necessarily see... Like, you're right. There isn't a lot of guys around here getting booked to go down to the Chicago way. Mm-hmm. But... What I do see is, like, a lot of times when guys come from Minnesota this way, they hit, see a little bit of the nose in the air. Yeah, a little mm. dicky. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's what I said. That, that yeah, we're right. from the Vern Gagne area. Robins, Kurt Hennig lived here. Yeah, exactly. I have uh, it's, it's just who's okay. there, though. Who's really there training people these days? Well, know. Ken Anderson. 
and our now, band Sean and Devar. Honestly, everybody from the academy that I've met has been awesome. Ian Xavier. Yeah. Okay. He trained. No, no, I get it. Le douche. <laughs> Don't know who he's trained. <laughs> John Paul Le douche. No. Ian Xavier. Le douche. Oh. But, like, seriously, where are these guys coming from that makes them any better? Like, because I get that, too. You even got that back in the day with Adrian Lynch. Oh, God, yeah. Had yeah. that kind of thought yeah. process, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, he was better than everyone. He was turned into a bitter, bitter, bitter old man. Uh, well, just a, well, he's not that old, but bitter. He's better. like a young, less attractive Greg Valentine. You could have went with less successful. Much <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, much less successful. All right, had it. You get your do-over, right? Are we there? Well, you got to get your do-over. We're close. I don't, I don't want to... We're on, we're on a Shooter Scott's time. Yeah, I exactly. I keep oh, all my hey. elbow and everything. <laughs> yeah. You good for a few minutes? You got some time? Else? Absolutely. All right. All right. Here comes my Noonan. Okay, here it comes. How would you do a good one this time? I, I, Try to not bring it down a bit. I make no promises. Suicide. There's a lot of writing on this one. That's Wrestlers who were murdered. What? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Bruiser Brody. <laughs> can, I, can I read it for you? Because I know what it is. Yeah, go oh, ahead. No. <clears throat> what is it? Uh, this is an inside joke, so you're going to... Oh, great. Sorry, sorry we picked these <laughs> yeah, topics no, for you. I'll just play with this dollhouse over here. It's fine. What hey, is don't ruin you're the gonna magic. Know, you're going to know some of the people involved in this. Okay. Harley Hellcat. Uh-huh. Sound familiar? Remember it? Short stocky guy from Rebels of Wrestling. Did like uh, a biker gimmick. Did a yeah. biker gimmick. Then he All did right. the con. He was the bailiff for Armani a while. Armani wouldn't work because <laughs> yeah. he was too sweaty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Harley Hellcat warns Scott that Mitch Blake is pissed at the Dream Police in the four-way tag match. Okay. So there's a lot of inside jokes. <laughs> wow, so let's right, set right. them up for you and then we'll let this impersonation happen. Oh, great. In those. You, have a, you have a Mitch Blake impersonation, don't you? Well, that too, but... I okay. can give you one of those. Oh, okay, okay. So Harley Hellcat, when he worked for Rebels, ended up kind of playing the role of the stooge. <laughs> yeah. For Scott. So he would come tell me anytime there was a problem. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I never asked him to. So just for the record, I didn't need to have... We weren't that corporate oh, that we needed a locker room I stooge. I see, I see. But he was the locker room stoop. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they're bitching about their finish. Or, hey, Brian's going to go break some windows at, <laughs> at, at Randy Ritchie's After show. After he drinks yeah, a bottle yeah, of tequila yeah, or yeah. whatever, Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, and the match he's talking about, there was a four-way tag in Hartford where my neck I think was partially broken and it's part of the reason why I got out of wrestling no. it's about four years wow. ago now maybe right. five right it's a long time ago. ago so the four teams involved it was the Dream Police I don't know if you're familiar with them I'd have to see him it doesn't from ACW right. okay uh, that's Big Seth and uh, and Corey uh, Corey then there was Mitch Blake and Jimmy Blaze yeah there was Eddie and TC okay and there was myself and Lane okay it was bad. Before the match, <laughs> we had we talked about who was going to do it, and Mitch Blake had said at this time, you know, we were talking about, like, I said, hey, just let me know what you need me to do if I'm going to you're going to pick me. He goes, I are too big. I'm not picking you up. You and you, we picked the two. Like, we'll do some spots, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I'm not expecting to be picked up by Mitch Blake. Right. No problem. Something happened in the match, and a member of the Dream Police pissed off Mitch Blake, and then he tagged out. 
uh, not Mitch, but the guy from Dream Wiz, yeah. and he wasn't supposed to. Oh. So he tagged into me. Okay. And Mitch is seeing red now, oh and I don't God. remember what got him angry in the first yeah, place. You but. poor guy, man. I'm sorry. So he's lighting me up with forms, and that's yeah. not the problem. I've ta- I have I wrestled Brian for shit's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he punched me so hard he gave me diabetes once. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm not worried about that. I, I, thought, mean, you I can, thought you were going to say diarrhea, but okay. No, anyway. well, that too. <laughs> so you can work me stiff. I'm fine. And that's I'm when not... Scott stopped buying tidy whites. Yeah. So. <laughs> But then we got, after he's lighting me up at the forums, lighting me up at the forums, and, and we're trying to figure out, because this wasn't supposed to be a thing, so we're trying to figure out how to walk and talk our way through this. Yeah. Mitch, you know, hits me in the stomach, he locks me in, and it felt like we were going DDT. Oh. Okay? So you are you were go- ready to go down. So I was ready to go down. Yeah, yeah. He's going up. Mm-hmm. So I gave him nothing, because yeah. I'm trying to project myself down yeah. and actually hope to take a DDT and like yeah. st- you know yeah, standing yeah. straight up whatever make it yeah, look he's good trying to... so now he's muscling me up mm-hmm. and at this point now I feel my by the time I realize that I feel myself halfway up and there's nothing I can do to help him at this point right you're just right? hanging there and I know that I mean he's already seeing red so he gets me about this far and just fuck it and straight down yeah just from chest yeah from his chest and Boom, right down on my head. and yeah. So I went completely numb. Great, yeah. Um, for like 10 minutes. Mm. It was really just kind of... That's bad. Yeah. And I've had weird, like, deterioration problems. So Harley Hellcat, our stooge, is going to warn me that Mitch Blake is pissed at something that happened prior to me getting taken. <laughs> All right. By, by the way, uh, just so you know, that we've been... About 32 episodes. This is just a disclaimer. We've been about 32 episodes, and uh, that story has been on every single episode. It actually hasn't, but... At least a part of it. But this was important because you'd have no idea what the fuck he was talking about if he was going that stupid... Every every single episode. We're going to talk about Grease 2 in a minute. Go ahead. (laughs) And the Bell Beaver. (laughs) Scott... Scott, I was, I was over by the other corner, just kind of hanging out, hoping to hear something. Oh my god, I gotta, I gotta sit down. Mitch Blake, Mitch Blake is pissed. Mitch Blake is so fucking pissed. He said, he said Seth, he said Seth, whoo! He, he said Seth fucked up. Whatever you do, whatever you do, don't take it. Whatever you do, don't take it. I, I gotta go lay down. <laughs> Holy shit. Remember, Mitch Blake is pissed. Don't take it. <laughs> wow, how theatrical. That's, Amazing. That is almost 100% right. Harley uh. Hellcat sounds. Even, I know it sounds like he just ran up some stairs, then did a half marathon, yeah. but he walked 10 feet. Ah, but, right. In fairness to him, it was hot. It was hot then. And day. the ground was real uneven. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. You know, yeah. So right. there's that. Yeah. But, uh, you got a good Mitch Blake? No, of an impression. No way. No way. No. You. Brother, do me a favor. Watch yeah. my finger. It hurts real bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stiff prick. Stiff prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stiff prick. There you go. Yeah. Wow. All right. I feel good about that. Are we good? That's great. That was Take a good way to end it. All right. You're all right. Very good. Anything yes. you want to get out? Um, Any racist thoughts? Would you do this again in hopes that you get some topics that actually fucking make sense to you? Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, Yeah, it's just, uh, 
Yeah, the we, first 20 minutes were real solid, though, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, then we just got lost in some quagmire it's, here. It's just that I, I had a little bit different experience um, when I was green and learning. Like, I was out in different areas with different people, and you guys were in other areas. So, I, you know, like, I don't recognize some of the names and the stories and, you know, more, like, I know, I know all about Morty and about his background, like, we're who he used to book and what he used to say to people, but I never met the dude. Never, no, no, we like couldn't pick him out in a line or anything. So taking a brewer game, I, stand where they saw. Stand. I will say this: this ha- we'll have to go back and listen. This is probably the first show that every topic had something to do with wrestling. Hmm. Uh, it did. It did. Right? I mean, imagine that. Yeah, we might be finally getting through your topics. Hey, come on! My topics were fucking money, dude. <laughs> Do you remember any of them? They were great. I do. Uh, cleft Two palate or club foot? Yeah. What's be- what's worse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kanye or Drake? Right. That was a yeah. good one. Yeah. Um. Um. Who remembers the Bell Beaver? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, whose mama is Mama Cass? Yeah. That's a good one. Mama Cass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if um if I'm on next time, how about we try for no rest like no wrestling? Like, I'd like, love that. I have other. more fun. Like. We talk. We could dove into politics and I mean, vaccinations. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to Illuminati be no wrestling, but like, <laughs> I think at my parents' house, there's a best of Badger State Pro Wrestling 1997 VHS. Oh my tape. god, that would be 97. We could all watch. We should because we there's gonna show. be yeah. There's gonna be a lot of guys who made it big in the Indies in Wisconsin. In fact, oh, Jimmy wow. Blaze might be on there as Firefighter Jim. All oh, right, Jim. sure. Oh, I would love that. Do you remember? Um, Mike Sampson, Iron Mike Sampson. The, the name is really familiar. He was a firefighter too, but he didn't do the gimmick firefighter, gimmick, but he was from mm. Illinois. Mm. Big, jacked up, bald head. Okay. Looked okay. like a big, real version of short sleeve mm. Sampson. Remember him? I do. The midget. Yeah. All right. Take us he stole his gimmick from. Anyway, Shooter Scott Marciano. It's always fun hanging out. Hope to see you on some more shows. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, Sorry. Yes. And this, by the way, when I uh, when I came out uh, for the Hall of Fame induction, this is what I heard. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> why, did the cr- why did the crickets get around? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. hopefully we'll see you on some shows, and we'd love to have you back again. Yeah. Uh, it's such a random, so random. Jack Spade. Oh We're up seventy-five on the Twitter. Down to seventy-five on down the Twitter. Down to seventy-five. So we got to fix that. Ross Family. Bar- hey, you should come to the Ross Family Barbecue. When is it? August twelfth. Okay, okay, I'll check it out. It's here. It's here. Right here? And there's a lot of luminaries, a lot of stars. I thought you were say Illuminati again. There's a lot of stars and Peter B. Beautiful. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. He says he's coming. I yeah. don't know. Did you, did, did you guys know a couple years ago, I worked for Peter, uh, UPW, uh, four-hour drive up there. Um, and I was, you know, I was happy to do it because I was just, like, super stoked on wrestling again. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, well, I'm getting this hotel. I hope I get a little gas, too. I'm not getting it. I'm paying for it. Right, I'm, I don't, right. I'm like, oh, I'm working Pete. I'm putting him over. You know, I'm doing the super heel stuff. And uh, I get to my payday. He's like, oh, here's a, a UPW t-shirt, extra large, uh, plain white. Like, oh, next time we get you some money, I was like, yeah. What a fucking fuck. Really? Oh. Man, I hope he shows up for this. How was the draw? Um, you know, for the big arena that he's got, is shitty. I mean, he's got a big old arena. I would say he drew from... Between fifty and seventy, and he couldn't give you ten bucks. No, no, no. It was a T-shirt that didn't fit me, and now it's T-shirt's worth fifteen. Well, to who? To who? No, it's a rag because it's an 
it doesn't fit. I have it on good authority. And you get six of those for like eight bucks as long as you're <laughs> fine with wearing plain white. <laughs> I, I will say this though, for that show I was a fucking sweet, badass heel. Like I did a good job, I thought. I even cut a promo. Right. <laughs> which I'm not super great at. Okay, but well, anyway, we were hoping he would come because we need to, we have some unfinished business to talk about that PHPW show that he ran about a year ago where nobody got paid. It was nobody crap. did. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, he brought in names and stiff names. Yeah, that's who everyone is talking about. Uh, I know uh, all about. Oh, this you if you need to you know book these guys, you need to have money for them up you know, whatever. I remember seeing that. I was like, I wonder who the hell they're talking about. He bought them one way yeah. tickets. I'd have never left my house. No way. One-way tickets. Yes, sir. Sandman still he... lives here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just decided. What did he, what did he think was going to happen, though? I, I don't think he thought. I I mean, obviously, li- listen, I know, okay, none of us are names. I, I get it. But the, fa- the fact that he utterly disrespected you, I don't care if you hadn't been working regularly for a few years, mm-hmm. disrespected you to have you drive four hours for a fucking t-shirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Are you kidding? No, right, right. So uh, clearly he doesn't consider what the next plan is going to be. I guess not. Let's... You should have kicked him in the brain. Wrap up. But anyway, so come on down for that barbecue right, on the 12th. Right. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a feast. And uh, everybody else who's not invited will tell you how it went. <laughs> for Vic Stick Ross... Yep. I am at Scott Williams. Hey, it's the Ross Family Matters podcast, the OJ edition. OJ? We'll see you down the road. <laughs> 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 <laughs>